is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Amen. Thank you both. Good morning. <clears throat> Happy New Year. So I've, I've said it now, I don't have to say it to all, any of you individually now, so you, I've said it to all of you in one go, there you go. Well, welcome back to Quad. Good to be here, isn't it? After a couple of weeks of, uh, of not. Hope you had a good Christmas and New Year, or does it seem like a long time ago already? I think it seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? Do you remember that thing called Christmas? wasn't that long ago, but it just, just tends to feel like it by the time you get to this part of January. So this morning, what I want to do is to, to bring a message to start the new year. So whether you're uh, here in the room at Quarter, whether you're watching online, great to see you uh, and have you join us if you're watching online or later. Uh, what I want to do is to bring us a message to... Help us step into the new year and step into what I believe God has for us as we do start 2023. And also to remind us of a few things along the way. So this will not be a normal preach. So if you're not familiar with my normal preach, a normal preach in Jubilee would be we start by opening up God's word, saying this is the passage of scripture we're going to look at, and then we preach through it and ask God to speak to us. I will not be doing that this morning. <gasps> Sharp intake of breath by some of you. I will not be starting with a Bible passage. However, there will be some Bible that we will refer to as we go. So you can rest easy and don't worry, it will be there and we will get to it. So that's what I want to do this morning, a little bit of a different message, but I'm trusting it will spur us on into all that God has for us this year. Does that sound good? So, let's get straight into it. One thing that lots of people do at this time of year, maybe you have done this already, is to look back. And to look back over the previous year, and so sort of consider some of the things that have happened over the previous 12 months or so. Maybe you've considered what were the highs for you, or maybe what were the lows for you, be it for you personally or for you uh, as a family. Maybe you've thought about some of the prayers that God answered for you in the last year or so. Maybe you've considered how you've grown as a Christian in the last year. And maybe you began to think about some of the things that you're still asking God for as you look back and consider the last year or so. <clears throat> we did this as a family around the dinner table over New Year. We reflected on our favourite parts of the last year or so, some things that happened. We talked about the babies that had come and gone in our life as foster carers. And uh, there were quite a lot, I think. <laughs> and uh, there's a real mix of emotions in that, some joy and some sadness. But then after looking back, we, we looked forward to the year ahead and talked about some of the things that we knew were coming up. We knew that God was leading us into. And we'll come to looking ahead shortly. Some of you I know may journal and may sort of recall some of these things. Maybe even in an old school paper type notebook. Some of you still got one of those things with a, well, yeah, there it is, with a pen or pencil, not just in a digital version. And if you do, it's actually quite good to do that because you can look back in, in another year and go, hey, look what God has done. Look how God has spoken. Look how He's answered some of the prayers that maybe you've been praying. But as well as doing that personally or as a family, I think it's good for us to do that as a church family together. As a church community to look back uh, over the last year and say, what has God done? How has he led us? What has been happening in the last year or so? Shortly before Christmas, we met as an eldership team with, 
with Jeremy and Anne Simpkins and Graham Anns from the, the Christ Central team. That's the, the family of churches that we're part of that I'm involved in serving uh, as well. And, and they came to be with us for a morning. And um, Jeremy started off by saying, well, tell me some of the things that's going on. Tell me some of the things that you know, you're rejoicing over and you're thankful to God for. Initially, we sort of looked at each other and went, uh, where do we start? Um, um, that sort of awkward silence. But then suddenly, as we started to think about some of the things that God has been doing in our church, we went, oh yeah, we've forgotten about that. And Oh yeah, isn't this good? And Oh yeah, this person has been added to us and this ministry has been started and God's doing this over there and he's doing this here. And suddenly, as we started to talk about these things and reflect upon them, there was such a sense of, wow, isn't God good? Not that, that was a surprise to us, just to be clear. We, we do know that theologically, that is true. But it's good to reflect and say, hey, look at what God has been doing. And we started to do that as a leadership team. And it was a helpful exercise because in the busyness of life, you forget stuff, don't you? In the busyness of everything that's going on, you forget some of the good things that have been happening. So we were talking about things like the recent baptisms, people professing faith in Jesus, new people joining, our Love Derby initiative across the city. And that's something that I want to pick up on particularly. Because actually I think that's probably one of the most significant things of what God has been doing in us as a church over the last year or so through the Love Derby initiative. Some of you would have been with us and you would have remembered, maybe you've blocked this out of your memory, but do you remember those lockdowns, <laughs> the COVID seasons? And, you know, as we were sort of locked down and shut away and locked up, and there were many challenges to that, we, we were wondering, well, what is it that God wants to do in his church through that season? And we knew that God was speaking to us and almost every prophetic voice anywhere was saying, God wants to do a new thing. Things are going to look different when we come out of this. And that was not a surprise to us. But we were saying, God, what is it you want to do in Jubilee? What is it you want to do with us as a, as a church family? How are you leading us on? If I'm really honest with you, I think coming out of that season, I felt that we'd probably become too inward-looking and God wanted to turn our focus out to look at the city that he's called us to and the communities he's placed us in and say, how can we serve? How can we be a blessing? How can we bring the love of God? I and mean, it's not unusual for churches to get a bit inward-looking sometimes. That, that's the natural trajectory of most churches or most uh, small groups within churches. And unless you challenge it, unless you sort of consciously make an effort to, to reorientate things every now and then, that's the natural trajectory. And every now and then you need to go, hang on, we probably need to start looking outward uh, other than ourselves and ask what God wants to do. And we started to do that. I haven't got, I made some notes on all this, but I've ended up crossing it all out because I haven't got the time this morning to go through the journey of how God spoke to us. Here's an exciting journey, and you can listen back to a previous preach if you want to be part, want to know that if, you, if you've missed it. But it's a wonderful story of how God spoke to us and how He led us into what we're now doing with these Love Derby initiatives. And it's so important we understand, friends, that what we're doing through these initiatives, and there's another one coming up in the next month or so, is not just, oh, we might think it's a good idea or isn't that something that's worth trying. What we're doing is responding to what God has spoken to us about. What we're doing in these things is trying to be obedient to how God has been leading us. They are a response to God speaking to us prophetically. So it's not an extra project in addition to church, you know, real church, we might say. No, no, it is church. It is us, church family together, being obedient to what God has called us into. And it is something for all of us, not just the, the keenies, but actually for something for all of us to get caught up in and say, how can we be a part in responding to what God has been speaking to us? about. 
And as I look back, that's been an exciting journey for us over the last year or so. I know there's some challenges in that. It's not always straightforward. The weather's an issue sometimes, and it's sometimes tricky with, with young children working out how we can get involved as, as families. I know it isn't always straightforward, but show me anything that's worth doing that is straightforward. Actually, there are some challenges, but there's some wonderful opportunities as well. So as I look back over the last year or so, that has to be one of the highlights as we've reorientated some things and said, now, you know what, every few months as a church family, on a Sunday morning, our key gathering time, we're going to meet, but not meet here within four walls of quad, but meet out there in the city amongst a quarter of a million or so people who don't know Jesus yet and bring the love of God and the mercy and grace of God to them where they are and what they need to see. One of my favourite passages in Jeremiah is uh, in Jeremiah 29. I'm reading through Jeremiah in my Bible readings at the moment and some of it's quite hard going. I'm like, come on, let's just get to 29. I love 29. Because in Jeremiah 29, you, you, find, you, know, you find God speaking uh, to Jeremiah, through Jeremiah, and he says, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to those I carried into exile in, from Jerusalem into Babylon, God says, build houses, settle down, plant gardens, eat what they produce, marry, have sons and daughters, find wives for your sons and daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there, do not decrease, and also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I've carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Now, I don't for one moment think God has carried us into Derby in exile, but I do think that for most of us in the room, God has called us here. Whether you grew up here and God's called you to stay, or whether you grew up somewhere else and God has called you to this, this place, be it God spoke to you about Derby, that's my story, or be it you came here for a marriage maybe, or, or a job maybe, or another opportunity that, that God led you in, God has called us to this place. And he calls us to pray for it, to seek the prosperity of it, to seek the peace of it, to bring his kingdom to it. Not to the, they're told, aren't they, the people of God, not to retreat and disengage, but to be on the front foot and to engage and be part of what God wants to do. It's a plan that they have to make a difference in the place God has called them to. And friends, that's our plan as well, to make a difference in the place that God has called us to to be a blessing, to bring in his kingdom. And that's what we've begun to seek to do, Love Derby being one of those initiatives that we're using to do that. I thought you might like to know how it's been going. Would you like to know how it's been going? There is a slide that will help us with this, which will magically appear on the screen just like that. So over the last <coughs> November 21 to 22, so the last year or so, here are some stats. This is what we have done as a church family together. Okay, There's some, there, these are some stats for you. And when it says hours, that's like sort of man or woman hours. Okay, So for every person doing an hour, that, that's counted as one hour. So they're in different sections. So in children and families, we've done 27 hours supporting foster carers in the city. We've done 36 hours working with safe families, uh, a, a charity that we work with here in Derby. 108 hours uh, in Smile, working with Kids with additional needs. Amazing, isn't it? Isn't that good? That's just that section. In community action, 27 hours of gardening. Some of you are going, yeah, my back is still recovering from those 27 hours. I know that. <laughs> 27 hours of gardening, 95 hours of litter picking. Good, isn't it? That makes a real difference. 120 hours of supporting marathon and other runs uh, as they've been happening in the city. Some great examples of being involved in community across the city. Working with vulnerable people. 144 hours working with Hope City Furniture. Oh, come on, guys. I was waiting for a cheer there. We'll try that again, okay? 144 hours working with Hope City Furniture. Okay, there we are. 
50 hours working with uh, a charity that's working to end human trafficking. 46 hours working with refugees. Amazing, isn't it? That gives a total, total hours, 653 hours across 21 projects involving 226 people. As we look back over the last year or so, that is one example of what we have done as a church family together. Isn't that good? Isn't that amazing? Couldn't that be even more over the next year or so? It really could. But that's a, a wonderful example. And thank you to Fiona and David for putting the, the, the stats and the, and the graphic together. Because it's, it's great to be able to see, oh, that's what we've done. I wonder what we could do. Thanks, Joe. You can come down now. So as we look back and go, well, that's what we've done, let's think about what the next year or so might hold. We've looked back. The next thing to do naturally after looking back is to look forwards. We've looked back. Let's look forwards. Well, looking forward at the beginning of a new year gives us an opportunity to think, to pray, to dream. To ask God to fulfill some promises that maybe he's spoken. <coughs> so I wonder, what are you asking God for this year? What are you asking God for this year? I'm just going to pause for a second. Let you answer that question internally. What are you asking God for this year? <coughs> what are you looking forward to? For you, for your family, what are your, your hopes, your, your dreams in God's? What has he put on your heart for the year ahead? What are some of the dreams may be, perhaps, perhaps the prophetic words that he's spoken previously that he's breathing fresh life upon? As I was praying and preparing this week, I felt God speak to me about this bit. And I felt for some of you, there was a, as, as like a dusty shelf with a folder of some things that God had said in the past to you that you were still waiting to see fulfilled. But it was like it was like way up in the corner in a sort of a dusty shelf, a dusty corner, it's like you haven't looked at it in a while. You, you haven't got it out to review it or think about it. And it's like I saw a collection of papers in this, this folder of some things you'd written down that God had said to you. And I feel like it's time to get that folder down and blow the dust off and bring them to God again. Maybe some hopes and dreams in God that you had, some things that you felt him talk to you about, things you might be involved with. Maybe it's even about places or people or situations. That relate to any of you? That dusty folder? I feel it's time to get it down, time to come off the shelf and bring them to God in prayer again say, God, would you breathe fresh life on these? And if that's you if, you, if you think, yeah, that's me, I would love to know what that is for you so I can pray for you. We'd love to know as an eldership team what that is for you so we can pray for you and support you and encourage you in that. I felt God speak to me just for a, a few people individually just as I was thinking about this and, and praying over it and I just want to bring a few of those, those words now as we, as we work through this. Just trying to see where people are. Look at the lights. Okay. Sandra and Jonathan. Although <coughs> you're <laughs> apart because of the, uh, the tech there. Uh, I feel God wants to speak to you guys and, and say not to give up on things of the Spirit. Because you've led us in stuff before. And I feel it's time for you to get like that folder out once again. And I feel like you've got some things to lead us into, even if the, uh, the method seems unusual. 
And some of the things you've done with us, we might think, oh, that seemed crazy. But God has spoken. And God has provoked and challenged and encouraged through what you've led us into. And I feel it's time for you to, guys to do that again. Caroline, I feel that it's time to step out of your comfort zone. And even the fact you chose a challenging song this morning, which you did brilliantly, by the way, it's fantastic. I felt it was a picture of that, like you stepping out of your natural comfort zone and trying something new and, and sort of going further with things. Now, I felt that was maybe um, an example of what God wanted to do with you this year, that it was you to step out of some comfort zones for you and God was going to lead you into some new things. Jordan and Sophie, for, for you guys. That's right, there's no <laughs> I just picked on the right people. Not some, uh, I felt that God wants to, to plant you deeply. Uh, and the word I had was roots, like, like a plant's roots. And um, I felt it's a year of your roots going deep in him. And uh, you were to, to look for um, opportunities and times for that to happen. And as you do that, and as you sort of step into that, I felt that God was going to bless you through it, and you're going to grow in him. Uh, and you might think, oh, but, you know, you look at a plant, and you get excited about it, the flowers and the budding and everything else, don't you? But it only happens as a result of the roots. And I felt that this year was a root year for you. Not that there wouldn't be exciting things going on. There, there would be, but it's a year of planting you firmly and being established in him. Uh, and as that happens, I, I believe God's got amazing things for you guys. One more, and then there's a, a group of people that I want to pray for. Uh, David, where are you? You're uh, over there. Um, I know you've got a folder. I'm not sure if it's physical or electronic. It may, may be both uh, <laughs> for you. But I, I know it exists. That's not prophetic. I, I know you've written some stuff down. And I, I feel that God wants you to get that folder out again look over some things. There's some stuff that he's spoken to you about that um, he wants you to bring before him again and pray through again. So can I just pray for, if I've prayed for, for you, could, would you mind, if, I, if I've mentioned you for a second, would you mind standing where you are, please? And I just want to pray real quick. If you're near one of these people, can you just reach out your hand to them and, and pray for them? Just pray for God's blessing as... Yeah, Father, we thank you for each of these dear people. And Lord, I believe you want to speak to many of us about bringing some promises to you again. But I pray specifically for these folk now, for Jonathan and Sandra, for Caroline, Jordan and Sophie and, and David. Lord, I pray that, God, you would speak to them as they bring some things to you. I pray that this year would be a year of them stepping into new things with you, growing in you. And as a result of that, that God, your church will be blessed, encouraged, will grow. Father, as we rejoice in what you're doing in their lives, would you bless us as a result of it? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. There's, a, uh, there's one group of people that I felt we should pray over this morning, just thinking about these words particularly. Uh, I felt I wanted to, I didn't plan this, this was not planned, I didn't think of this until we were in worship a bit earlier, but I'd love us to, to pray over our worship teams. So it, you need to do this real quick to running out of time. If you are part of one of our worship teams, can you come and get down here? Worship and tech, okay? So worship and tech teams, and guys, what I suggest you do is just set the camera up wide, put a mic, just leave my mic on and leave it running, that's fine. Can you just come and get down here real quick, please, if you're part of one of our worship or tech teams? I know not everyone's in the room, I know some people aren't here or are serving outside, that's fine. <clears throat> Can you pass me one of those handheld mics that's down there, please? And Over there. Is one of those on, Joe? Is that... That one's on. Okay, that's great. Thank you very much. Lovely. Um, 
I felt I wanted to pray over you guys, and I'm going to ask Sarah to come and pray in a second, so if you can... Sorry, I didn't give you warning, babe. Um, <laughs> kill me later. Um, <laughs> I love you to pray over them in a second. <laughs> and um, I felt that this year was to be a year of creativity and increased depth in worship. And you guys help us in that. You lead us in that. I know there are other people involved as well who are not in the room, be it not here or, or serving elsewhere. Um, but you are representative of those who lead us in this area, um, both on stage and off stage. And both are equally important. Uh, so whether you're part of the, the, the tech team or whether you're part of the, the stage team, I'm seeing it all as, all as one. Uh, and I feel like this year will be a year of creativity and increased depth in worship. And you're to go for that and you're to take risks in that and you're to be adventurous in that and you're to step out in that, that you would lead us in that. Is that okay? So you happy to, to pray over them for that? Is that good? So let's pray together. <coughs> Thank you, Lord. Yeah, just as um, Graham was talking just a minute ago, I just felt that God would say to you that actually worship comes from your heart and it starts with him and it starts with you just soaking in all that God's got for you. Mm. And as you spend time with your heavenly father, as you, as you spend time worshiping, as you spend time in that quiet place, and God will use you mightily as you lead us into worship. Yeah. But God says it starts with your heart. Mm. And this morning, I just feel that God just wants to capture your hearts again today. Yeah. Whether it's worship or tech or however God is using you. God is saying to you, are you, gonna, are you prepared to spend time with me? Not just on a Sunday morning, but... As you go through life every day, it's in those quiet mornings, in those quiet moments that you have with him that he's going to talk to you, that he's going to speak to you, that he's going to meet with you. And so, God, I pray right now yes, Lord. that, God, that you would increase passion, mm. that you would increase Ooh. that passion for these guys to spend time with you on their own, in that quiet place, Lord, whether it's, you know, in, in, their, in, in their bed and as they're walking, in work, as they're driving. God, I pray that every moment you would just be so close to them. And I pray, God, that right now, God, you would give them fresh ears to hear your voice. That, God, you'd give them a heart after your heart, Lord Jesus. Lord, as they serve week after week, Lord God, would you bless them? Yes, Lord. Yeah, just feel, just reach your hands out to God right now. Mm. Just reach your hands yeah, to him. Come, Lord. Do you know what? Yeah. God is here. Bless, the Holy Spirit is here and he yeah. wants to meet come, with you. Lord. And he Thank says to you, Jesus. well done, my yeah. good and faithful servants. Come, well done for all that you give, Lord. all that you do. Thank you, and God just wants to give you a double portion oh, right now of his Lord. love, of his Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. He says you cannot run on Thank empty. You, you cannot serve... Yeah. On empty. It's as you spend time with him, it's as you just spend time with him that he is just going to use you mightily. Mm. So God, increase that passion right yes, now. Lord. Increase that zest for you right now, God. Blow on these oh, children of God, Lord Jesus. Mm. God, do great things with them this year, Lord Jesus. Increase their anointing, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, we thank you for them. We thank you for their, their servant heart, Lord God. And God, I pray that you would increase their passion. You'd increase their portion for you, Lord Jesus. Yeah. You'd increase their anointing, Lord Jesus. And I pray that they would go on to do more than they could ever dream or imagine, Lord Jesus. So bless them right now, God. Lord, let this church be known for the worship, for the amazing worship yes, that we have, for how you meet with us, for how our worship leaders and our tech team and our musicians help us to draw near to you. 
So bless them, Lord God, I pray in Jesus' name. We mm. thank you for them. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. Thanks. Amen. Well, <clears throat> we've talked about doing this exercise personally. as like getting the folder off the shelf and reviewing some things that God has said. But similarly, we can do that as a church as well. And I thought it would be good to review some of the things that God has spoken to us as a church, not just in the last year, but about over the years. What are some of the things that God has said to us? And we don't have time this morning to go through all of them. We don't have time to do it in loads of detail. But I thought it would be good to give you some headlines. And there's uh, four categories, if, if you like, I, I guess. So some of the things that God has spoken to us about previously include gathering centrally on a Sunday with, with small groups meeting around the city to impact local communities. There being a massive increase in people and resources. God's speaking of expansion and growth and significant numbers. God's speaking of us having our own building, somewhere to call home. Amen. I can hear some hallelujahs there already. So that was like one sort of category about uh, sort of, you know, increase and growth and buildings and so on. Another category was this, Jubilee being a people of worship, of freedom, of supernatural encounter, being a place of miracles, of signs and wonders. There being a release of the prophetic, an outbreak of the Spirit, compassion coming from this church, a supernatural flowing out of this church, worship flowing out of this church, the prophetic that will flow out of this church. Wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, it's good. Another section that sort of describes the sort of church that God wants to build here. You are a church which is a city set on a hill and that you are a bright light like a lighthouse. But this is not a warning light, it's an attractive light which is going to draw people from all areas of the city. That we'll be a church big in compassion ministries. That God will send us both the CEOs and the most broken and vulnerable. There'll be a healing anointing, particularly around the areas of mental health. There'll be a setting up and being part of something uh, with women, women's refuges and homes. There'll be extraordinary favour with the council that God will open doors for us. Quote, I saw you in years to come working with a local council in areas of fostering and adoption. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to the Lord, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. That verse from 1 Peter 2. And then, then another section, another sort of category, if you like, about the sort of influence that we would have wider than just here in Jubilee. The, the Jubilee is like a massive oak tree where others will want to come under our branches, not just individuals, but churches. That Jubilee would be a place where many, many would come to drink of the Spirit. It would be a safe place where leaders of other churches would come and want input and wisdom talking about me serving uh, apostolically like on the team I talked about earlier, and there being a connection to other nations that people would come and go. I'll comment on those in a minute. But I have to admit, as I was preparing this this week and going through some of this, these notes and sort of writing them down again and praying over them, it's quite an emotional exercise. To look at what God has said over the years and think, well, if that's what God has said, I wonder what he's leading us into. And even just reading it out again, it's like, it's quite an emotional, I don't expect to get, I don't get emotional easily. 
you would know. <laughs> but I, I found it quite an emotional exercise then, and even reading it now, again. Because these are things, friends, not that we've made up. These are things that we believe God has spoken to us about, that he wants to lead us into. This is not a list of Graham's good ideas. It wouldn't be that long, and it wouldn't be that good. These are some things that God has spoken to us about through trusted people, often more than one time, over numerous occasions. Have we seen the complete fulfillment of them yet? No, we haven't. Have we begun to see God working in some of these areas? Absolutely, yes, we have. So let me make some comments as we look forward to the year ahead. And I know time is running away with us, but I feel this is important for us to do this morning. So I trust you'll bear with me as we do this. And before we do that, we need to remind ourselves that Jubilee is God's church. This is not my church. This is not your church. This is his church. So we're called to be obedient in following him what he wants for, for his church. He's the one in charge, not us. So our job is to say, God, what are you doing here? What do you want to lead us into? How can we be obedient in that? So firstly, God has promised us growth. It's wonderful to see new people join us recently and others looking in. And maybe even this morning you're looking in thinking, I'm not sure, but maybe God wants me to be a part of what he's doing here. Maybe he does. But it's important that we realise we don't want growth just for growth's sake. It's not just about numbers, although numbers are important, be that people or resources or finance and other things. It's not for the sake of growth, it's for the sake of kingdom impact. It's for the sake of what he wants to do in this city and beyond. And yes, as we grow, things will feel a bit different. You might not know everybody in the same way. It might not be the same as it was. But that's okay, because God's at work, and he wants to do some things here. Yes, we do want somewhere to call home as a, as a building, and this is important, we understand this. It's, it's not just for our own comfort and convenience, but actually it's somewhere to reach more people and to serve more people. And yes, it will be comfortable and convenient for us, but that's a spin-off. It's not the driver. The driver is, how can we reach more people with the gospel? How can we serve more people in this city? Would a building help us do that? Yes, it probably would. And as a spin-off, would it be easier on a Sunday morning? You bet it would. But the driver is reaching more people with the gospel. Seeing more people saved and added into his kingdom. Seeing more people served and loved and blessed and reached. So yeah, we should be praying into that. Absolutely. And whilst this isn't a giving talk, <laughs> it might just be worth saying that things like that are costly and expensive. So probably there's a challenge in there for us as to how our giving's doing. Now, what's our response to God's call to give into, into his church and kingdom? How are we doing with that in, in the year ahead? Secondly, Jubilee is to be a church full of the Spirit. And we've had different seasons of this where it seems to be of greater importance or, or not perhaps. But listen, we must not lose that in the ups and downs of church life. God wants Jubilee to be a church full of the Spirit. Our vision is to be a vibrant community shaped by the Spirit, equipped by the Word and sent to the nations. That's what God has for us. So we need to make sure we're allowing him space to break in and do his thing, what he wants to do, ensuring that we're being shaped by him. You know, it might sound so obvious, but unless we keep reminding ourselves, it's easy to drift. It's easy to get into routine. It's easy to get into this is how we always do it. But let's be open to what he wants to do. Word and spirit, not word or spirit, word and spirit. And also it's about something flowing out of us. Do you pick that up in those words? Something flowing out of Jubilee to the city around us, to the nation, and indeed to the nations. 
But the sort of church that God has got for us, he wants us to be is, is a diverse church, a mix of the CEOs and the most vulnerable and broken. I mean, where else in society would you find those two categories of people? I don't like categories, but let's use them for a moment. Where else would you find those two categories of people sitting side by side, equally? It's only the church, isn't it? That's what he wants to do here. Being part of something with like a women's refuge or homes. Working with a council in areas of fostering adoption. A, a church big in compassion ministries. Bear in mind these were things that were said some time ago before we were doing a whole bunch of the stuff we're doing now. But what are the sort of things we're doing with the Love Derby initiative? Well, we're working with some fairly broken people sometimes. Those who are finding life challenging and difficult. And yet we're beginning to work with them. We've got some fantastic people in Jubilee leading some amazing organisations. Our links with Faith, Hope and Enterprise, with Hope City Furniture, Mountain Homes, <coughs> all, all organisations led by people in Jubilee. Amazing links that God has given us just in our church family. And I know there are others as well. A church big in compassion ministries. I mean, what is Love Derby if it's not a compassion exercise and demonstrating the love and the goodness and the grace of God? So much of what we're doing together is about showing God's compassion and love and mercy and grace to those who are far from it. As we look to the year ahead, friends, you want to step into more of that. Those stats were great, the things we've done in the last year or so. Well done for being part of that. But God has got more for us in the year ahead. And as for the fostering and adoption thing, well, when Juliet brought that word to us back in, I think it was May 2015, Sarah and I had only just begun our journey uh, as foster carers. We were right at the beginning of that, and I don't think we particularly had links with the council. We were just sort of newly um, recognised carers. But as we look back now and see the links that God has given us and some of the opportunities that have come our way and some of the relationships we have with fairly senior directors in the council, God has opened that door to us. And I feel there's more opportunity there still to come. Because God's doing something. He spoke about it. He's done it, and there's more to come. And then finally, Jubilee being, my words, an, an apostolic resource base, if you like, would be one way of describing it, but a, a church where other churches are encouraged, served, planted from, where leaders are ministered to and nations are reached. This is happening. You look at some of the people that came on our Pursuing His Presence conferences and training courses, it was leaders from other churches who said, yeah, we see what God's doing here. Can we come and be served, refreshed, blessed, learn? That's been happening. That is happening even now. Out of Derby, we're planting a church in Burton on Trench, down the roads. Matt and Lou are doing a great job leading that with John and Julia and others. We'll continue to support them and encourage them and work with them and help them in that. Many of you will know that I mentioned earlier I'm part of the, the Christ Central Apostolic team working with churches here in the UK and much further afield abroad. But even we in Jubilee here, us together, are involved in supporting a church plant in Siem Reap in Cambodia. We're giving to that every month. Out of what you give, we're giving into what's happening in Cambodia. I had a message from Sam just this morning. They're, they're about seven hours ahead of us, so they've had their, their Sunday meeting already. Um, but he said to me this, this morning, okay, so I got this message as I was here. 23 people at our church plant meeting this morning. Two new families along with, together with three established families, including us and one single guy. Wonderful. I mean, it's just, they've just started. They're just emerging. They're just sort of putting a flag in the ground. Already God is adding people to them. I'm meeting tomorrow. Meeting another person tomorrow to talk about if his family might want to, to come along. And some German friends. Yay. Yeah, you're right on, Steve. Thank you. 
I'll come back to that in a minute. Some German friends said they're also interested. And a whole bunch of people looking for uh, an international style church that not only has stuff for kids and it's it great, but then but it wants to reach out to local Khmer people. Not just to be a church for missionaries or some Westerners who happen to be there, but to be a church that not just reaches out, but totally integrates. They did, did, they did. This morning we did two songs in English, but after that was after two songs in Khmer. So even worship is multilingual. And they, they put the words on the screen, just like we have words in English uh, and Ukrainian, they have words uh, in English and Khmer. I've been in another church uh, in Phnom Penh where they had English Khmer and then phonetic Khmer. So for those of us like me who wanted to try and make an effort but stood no chance of reading it, there is the sort of phonetic uh, version in, in English script. But friends, let's ask, we're involved with that. Sam and Abby have spoken here. You've met them. We'll hear from them again this year. Uh, I know, but we're involved in supporting that. I'm working with Marcus and Leah from Stafford as they begin to make plans to leave Stafford uh, and to move and plant a church in Chemnitz in East Germany. I know Steve's very excited about that because it's Germany, uh, which is on his heart. Uh, but we're involved in supporting them and encouraging them and working with them. Uh, they'll be with us, I think it's in May. They're going to be speaking here on a Sunday morning before they uh, head out to East Germany in the summer. And even in the past year, some of you have been involved in supporting the Stafford Church at their weekend away and leading worship for them so they could be blessed and, and receive um, as they were meeting together for their weekend away. Lots is happening for us as a region of churches here in the Midlands and also uh, in Shropshire. There's much to be thankful for that God is already doing, but he has much more for us. Because he wants us to be a church that blesses and encourages other churches and other leaders. So listen, there are some amazing things that God has spoken over us. And like I said, just reading it again this week and looking back over it and praying through some of them and looking at it again this morning, it is an emotional exercise because they're things that God has said. They're things that God is leading us into. And they're things that he wants us to pray into. So if you want to know, if you want to say, Graham, what are we going to be praying about in our week of prayer and fasting that James and Amy mentioned earlier, coming up in a week or so's time, it's some of these things. Some of these things that God has spoken to us about, but we haven't seen fulfillment of yet. Or maybe we've begun to see a fulfillment of some of it, but we know there's more. What are we going to be praying about? Those things. And you know what? I believe God's going to speak to us about some other stuff as well. But that seems like a good place to start. God, what have you said already? Well, here are some things. So, Lord, we bring these back to you and say, God, will you breathe fresh life on them? That's what I'll be praying about in that week. Will you too? Yeah. You going to join me in that? Yeah. Hey, listen, we're nearly done. As we look forward, well, first of all, we look back, haven't we, over the previous year or so. We're looking forward, not just hoping things will work out and things will be good, but we're looking forward to what God has for us as we head into the year ahead. Before we finish, we need to look up. We've looked back. We've looked forward. We need to look up. Looking back and forward is important, but it's looking up that will centre us in Christ. It's looking up that will give us the right perspective on things. Whatever the new year holds, looking up will make sure we see it and approach it in the right way. So I wonder, have you done that lately? We need to do that as a church as well. We can look back and either be downcast or encouraged, depending on, on our perspective, on some of the things that have happened. We can look forward and be in terror or excited about what's going on, again, depending on our perspective. But we must look up at Jesus. We must look to him and orientate our lives around him and what he is saying to us. We need to do that individually, as families, and as a church. And as we do that, 
the looking back and forward is in the right perspective because it's from the context and as a result of looking up. So we're going to finish our time together. The band are going to come up and lead us. And we're going to finish our time together by looking up, by worshipping him, by saying, Jesus, be the centre. Be the centre of what you want to do in my life, in our lives, in your church. So can we stand together? I'd love to pray. And then we're going to sing as we close our time together. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for what you've spoken over this church. Thank you for the things that you've led us into. Thank you for all that has been accomplished in the last year or so. But as we now look forward to the coming year, we say, God, would you breathe on some of these things you've spoken to us about? Would you bring, breathe fresh life into your promises? And right now, we orientate our hearts and minds and lives to you. And we look up. And God, we say, Jesus, be the center. Be the center of it all that you may be glorified and receive all the honour and all the praise. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Sing together. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk or come along on any Sunday morning.